Joe, do you hear that? Do you hear that that siren there? I hear the siren, yes. Well, I think it's rather fitting, because just a moment ago before we came on, I thought this as well, that that, of course, is a doomsday siren. Not not only is it D-Day today, the end the 75th anniversary of the D-Day landings on Omaha Beach, but we are also nearing the D-Day of Jeff Skinner's uh, contract coming up, of course. Varying reports have been coming out through various outlets in the media about uh, the status of Jeff Skinner as a Buffalo Sabre, or if he's not, but um, we'll get into that. Hello, everybody. I'm Luke. Of course, I'm joined here by Joe for the Charging Buffalo podcast, episode, I think, 39. Yeah, this season, season three, episode 39. Mm-hmm. I actually got the numbering right. Uh, should we begin with exciting news? Yes. Hit the wonder, our wonderful audience with the great oh, news. Oh, yes. Well, well uh, folks, you have followed us from an AV closet in a high school <laughs> to a, uh, another studio in a basement somewhere. And now you get to follow us to the airwaves, the actual airwaves, one day perhaps. Well, technically right now, as both Joe and I have joined on with Entercom Radio. We are now officially employees of Entercom Radio with uh, the the host, or I guess you could say, or the parents of such great stations as WGR 550 uh, and our current home, ESPN 1520, WWKB. Uh, Joe and I are both now part-time producers, board ops on weekends on there. Uh, so... Hopefully, the goal is uh, once we settle in, if we make it, if we pick up everything well enough, that utilizing uh, the open booths at the uh, the place of operation for yeah, to so record we this. Don't have to record on Google Hangouts anymore. So yeah, because I nice. really hate this platform. But yes, uh, it's yeah, it's horrible. So, it is absolutely horrible. Joe and I, uh, Joe, you would have gotten hired after one internship if you had. Applied probably. Uh, I got hired after one internship. Yeah, I had Um, to grind it out for two, buddy. I had two. But but you would have, but you chose to stay at the Wiener Shack for a little bit. And then, I mean, you're still there, but I'm still at the Wiener Shack. You made compromises and uh, worked a nice long shift there today. It was fun. But yes, folks, uh, I doubt there's any day one listeners here. Uh, or if there are, please point there yourself be. out. If there are, welcome. Please point yourself out, and I'll send you an unsigned Alexander Saltzer eight by ten. But yeah, uh, so thank you. We're not going anywhere. The podcast is not going anywhere. Charge Buffalo's not going anywhere. Um, but it's just an exciting uh, step for us for Absolutely. our future career. My first day is this Sunday. We're gonna be yes. Yep, we're gonna be. Training. If you listened to the Bison's game last week, you heard my name on air. Uh, Pat Malcaro, the wholesome man that he is, uh, <laughs> said pro- I was a producer, um, and I go. did actually produce the like the th- third and fourth and eighth innings. There you go. <laughs> so yeah. All right. Tune in right. Sunday. Yep. Tune in Sunday. You'll hear our names. But anyways, uh, back to the panic that is the Jeff Skinner negotiations. So. Earlier last week, or earlier this week, one of the two, uh, word was coming out from the super secret Sabres source, Jeremy White's source, that the Skinner contract was very close to being done. Could have even been announced the day that he broke the news. And also, Chad D. Diminicis from Die by the Blade 
He was also hearing similar things. I, my source, I guess you could say, was telling me that the negotiations were extremely close, not done, but very close. And the number was $9 million. And now all of us look like fools because no contract is done. On the 31 Thoughts podcast, Elliot Friedman said that Buffalo has a contract offer on the table to Jeff Skinner, but he's still mulling over the offer. He said eight years and somewhere in between eight and nine million dollars is the offer. So, and Bob McKenzie, TSN's Bob McKenzie today, this morning, he said a week later than perhaps I expected. But it sounds like the Jeff Skinner contract negotiations are down to crunch time. My sense is he'll either get a deal done in the next day or two or head to unrestricted free agency. If it gets done, I'd presume it would be eight years around a $9 million average annual value. Thoughts? Yes. Thoughts on that? Uh, thoughts? Uh, I mean, you got to do it. There is. No reason to have a big head when you are the worst team in the National Hockey League, in my opinion. Uh, yes. I was having a hard time thinking of really teams that are worse than us. But, yeah, uh, you can't have a big head if you're Jason Botchel in this situation. You got to pay the man. You got to give him what he wants. It. If it's this far into the negotiations and he's still talking to you, there's obviously something in him that wants to be here. Why would you not? try and satisfy this man. I'll tell you what, before we went on the air, I was looking for material to use for our intro and I typed in Jeff Skinner on YouTube. The first video popped up is a 16 minute video of all of his goals. When was the last time the Sabres had a player that had enough goals <laughs> to necessitate a six highlight video? I think that alone time. should, that, that speaks volumes about the caliber of player that we have here mm -hmm. in house that you just let walk free for nothing when it goes without saying, you are not in the position to allow that to happen. Exactly. But our main topic today, we'll talk about ways that the Sabres could possibly mend that void if uh, the, the if, if, yeah, what's it, uh, disaster scenario? Doomsday. One, basically. Yeah, if Doomsday is to come, then um, we will tell you what the Sabres can do to fix that. Uh. There are, it's a shocking amount of people out there who think that nine million is too much or just walk away from him. You can't walk away from Jeff Skinner. Maybe Skinner will walk away from Buffalo, but Buffalo is not in position to say, eh, whatever, goodbye. Mm -hmm. The Sabres are getting luck that they do not have. Now, is Jeff Skinner going to get a $9 million average annual value on his contract anywhere else? Probably not. Probably but not. But it's the sacrifice you have to make? And Buffalo is in a position where they have zero leverage. Skinner has all the leverage in the situation. He can. He has earned the right to test the market, and maybe he'll do that. And maybe even if he hits the open market, he'll be like, you know what? I want to go back to Buffalo. It seems like he wants to stay. Buffalo wants to keep him. And Jason Bottrell's made that clear the past couple days, past few weeks, even going back into the season. So both sides want to get a deal done. Skinner is trying to get more money. And you know what? He deserves that right to try and get more money. But I don't think, because even if 
hypothetical here. I'll pull out my calculator. Mm-hmm. Buffalo offers him eight years, $9 million per. That's $72 million over uh, the duration of that contract. Mm-hmm. Now, if he goes to unrestricted free agency, he cannot be offered eight years. He can only get a maximum of seven years. So $72 million over seven years, the same money that he'd be getting if he took nine from Buffalo. If, it, like, say, the Avalanche matched the... Uh, dollars over the seven years, they would have to pay him $10.28 million over seven years to match what the Sabres are offering. That's not happening. So That's not happening. This is where the money is. Yeah. That, so that's, that's Sabres enough for him. have leverage in the sense that they can give him the eighth year. And it seems like they want to give him the eighth year. They're willing to do that. But does Skinner want to spend the rest of his career in Buffalo? That's probably what he's deciding. Mm-hmm. And there could they could also be mulling over lockout protection in the contract, signing bonuses, no trade, no move clauses, all that boring stuff. So, and that, of course, the Sabers technically have until June thirty first, but there's the, also the tampering period, which is soon. And there's the the internal deadline that the player wants, that the human being wants. And it seems like if there's no deal announced in the next couple of days, it sounds like it's over. Mm-hmm. According to Bob McKenzie, of course. But yep, with with all that's been said, it seems like it's been it's crunch time, teeter tottering back and forth. And um, yeah, given a few days, we'll know uh, we'll know the result, which way it's which way the pendulum is swinging. <clears throat> now the the Flyers gave up a fourth round pick for Kevin Hayes, right? Or is a fifth round pick? Fifth round pick. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, a few days from now, if it comes out that Skinner will be testing free agency, should the Sabres trade his rights for a mid-round draft pick? Yeah, I think so. I think they should too. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then you run the risk of him siding with that team because like I mentioned before, he could always hit free agency and decide to come to Buffalo again. Mm -hmm. If it seems like... There's still hope. Maybe hold on to him. But if he says, I am not signing with Buffalo, mm-hmm. what can you get? If if Kevin Hayes gets a fifth-round pick, what does Jeff Skinner get? Fourth? A late third? Who knows? I wonder what are some, like, what are other teams thinking um, in terms of, like, who's a fit for Jeff Skinner if it's not in Buffalo? Where I does he go? Colorado, they have, I think, the most cap space out of any team in the league. Yes, I think he would and be fantastic. They only have to sign Rantanen, I believe. So that's a good fit. I think Columbus, they are losing probably Panarin, Bobrovsky, uh, Dezingle, and Matthew Shane. So they're going to have a ton of cap room and could easily fit Skinner in. If, there. if Skinner slips through our fingers, then I think there is little else Jason Bottrell can do to say, hey, I'm an NHL GM. Yeah. He doesn't really have much to hang his hat on. No. The O'Reilly trade is not looking good. And uh, then if... if, if I, yeah, he traded for Jeff Skinner. It was a good trade, but he couldn't keep him. If Skinner leaves, then who wins that trade? Uh, probably. I mean, you got to think of it I as mean, a rental move, though, because he did have a 40-goal season. And even if like 
if Buffalo created that, they got a good rental player. He had a good season. It was fun for a couple months, but yeah, uh, it's still a pretty decent trade. If a team gave that up for Jeff Skinner at the deadline and he had that kind of season, that's a good trade still, but I guess it all depends on what those draft picks turn out into. A second, a third, and a six. Obviously, they trade Cliff Poo to Florida for nothing, but... Maybe it's yeah. one of those that we end up calling a nothing trade. That just it could be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carolina has a lot of cap space. Maybe <laughs> they'll go back. I think Maybe. the Islanders are I think, though, if they lose Anders Lee. Remember what Rod Brindamore said, though, about... Yeah, that's true. That's true. ...not having that hurricane mentality i i thought um did Anders lee not resign not yet they signed brock nelson brock nelson okay oh the dallas stars resigned roman Polak. indeed a one-year contract and also matthias janmark so they're bringing guys back nice mm-hmm. seth griffith sabers legend also signed with winnipeg in one year yeah. seven hundred thousand. all right mm-hmm. uh yeah so what what do you think happens with skinner do you think I don't know. Uh, what I've been saying to friends and whatnot is I'm going with he walks uh, because that way I won't be upset or, you know, I won't be. Uh, if that's what if that's what I anticipate, then then you'll be pleased if he signs and you will not be devastated if he walks because you will. This is correct. You're see, that's what again, if you if you've been listening I think we said this before the season started. Temper your expectations because if you if you go into the season saying all playoffs for sure, Mm -hmm. then you're going to be disappointed. And uh, we are recording this as uh, with games five of the Stanley Cup in in progress. Uh, Guess who just scored? Uh, Ryan O'Reilly. Our good friend Ryan just scored. It's one nothing Blues. Every Ryan O'Reilly related term on Twitter, so I will not know. Zach Sanford dealing since coming in in this series what a pass my goodness oh backhand through the legs beneath the goal line and a textbook backhand goal by ryan o'reilly oh oh man what a great player that ryan o'reilly is uh so i'm not seeing anything on twitter because i muted everything so that's nice there you go um but yeah uh before that goal happened you heard me yell yes i was distracted by that uh, we will get into this though, but I, I, I don't believe that truly the Sabres are toasts really if we lose Skinner because that frees up cap space and there's possibility for trades. There are other teams around the league that are uh, a little bit cap strapped, got to keep their cores together rather than blow it up because you know there's teams like the Pittsburgh Penguins who are going to, they're going to keep going at it. Uh, the Sharks want to keep going at it. They don't want to lose everybody, so they're not going to blow it up. But, uh, Stay in the course, I guess you could say. So there are ways in which the Sabres could possibly even get better without Jeff Skinner. And uh, that's the main thing. I'd like to hear that, but... No, hey. people are not, but hey, well, what are you going to do? Got to prepare. Uh, I think Skinner is going to sign. I trust the person that I heard said mm-hmm. that, told me that the deal was extremely close. All right. He wants to be here, and I think he's going to sign. And oh. they have Jack Eichel. They have Jack Eichel. They have Rasmus lead. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, I'm coming up with a little cold here, so it's mm-hmm. hard to speak. But yeah, we're both a little sick. I think they're gonna get a deal done. Uh, it seemed like Ralph Kruger in his press conference yesterday. He seemed very optimistic that 
a deal would get done. He is operating on the belief that Skinner will be here going forward. So, and also Jason Bottrell seems extremely confident that the deal is going to get done. And there was that video of the guy driving around. He saw Bottrell mm-hmm. standing on, on the street and he said, Jason, you're going to sign Skinner. And he said, we'll get it done. Oh, yes. So, I mean, I think they're going to get it done. I hope, I hope they get it done, but I, part of me really, really thinks that they're going to get this contract done. Uh, should we get into this Skinnerless armchair GM that we did? Oh, sure. Should we save that? Yeah. Uh, well, mm, let's do it now. Do it now? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I was really looking forward to this. Um, a, a follower actually suggested this idea to us. Yeah, uh, they suge- we got a suggestion suggestion to uh, do an armchair GM for the Sabres offseason, but since we were talking about a world without Jeff Skinner, why not make an armchair GM on Cap, the wonderful website named capfriendly.com, mm-hmm. a scenario where Jeff Skinner is not on the team anymore. So we will do that. Mm-hmm. Would you like to go first? Yeah, yeah, I would. Uh, oh. In the event the Sabres lose Jeff Skinner, I believe we start with I don't think it's as much as thirty million dollars. Uh, what was the number I saw in I terms of cash base? Oh, it might actually be thirty then. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I will start off by saying this: I added five new faces to this roster uh, that will be starters at least. Um, three new forwards and uh, two new defensemen, uh, either via trade or by UFA, of course. Uh, but to begin. The first line, it's a familiar one. We saw us towards the end of the season. We got Jack Eichel centering Sam Reinhardt. And on the left side, I'm giving Victor Olofsson the promotion to the first line. Um, all right. All right. Now, the second line, there's two new faces on this one. Oh, yeah. Continuing to be centered by Casey Middlestat, but he will be UFA. Ryan Dezingle, who All I right. believe I offered him uh, a two-year contract with an AAV of $4 million. Um, felt like it was quite safe. Uh, if it's a third year, uh, I don't I don't think I did three years. I think it was only two. I think Dezingle is going to get paid. I think he's going to get like $6 million, like six years, something crazy. See, that could happen, but uh, my inclination was just give him this deal. Cause I think um, it, I was thinking, give these guys a raise from what they were making before. And I thought, well, maybe, uh, maybe that'll work. But so yes, middle stat, Dezingle and Phil Kessel. Ooh. I forgot to say that Kessel. I traded. There was a trade. That's right. Rasmus Ristolainen and a 2020 second round pick for Phil Kessel. Now I thought, of course, it's not a lot going on. Pittsburgh but they got to make some kind of move. Um, maybe change for the change of change for the change of sake. Yeah. Easy for me to say change for sakes, change, uh, whatever I'm trying to say. <laughs> they need a defenseman, of course. And, uh, Ristolainen, I mean, you never know. The old adage is change of scenery. I still think there, there's a phenomenal player somewhere in that shell of a body of Rasmus Ristolainen. It's just something, uh, it's just something, maybe it's his defensive game that has just not been found. 
but I still think there's a great player in that, and it'll be a shame to see him go, but I think it'll happen. Um, that's at least the nice little trade that I proposed. On the third line, you have Evan Rodriguez centering Connor Sherry and Kyle Opozo. All right. You know what? Actually, let me bring up uh, – let's make sure. Yep, okay. Uh, then my fourth line sees a little bit of a change. We have Tage Thompson back on the main roster. Alexander Nylander on his right side. And a new fourth line left winger. I signed him um, two years, 2.5 million AAV. Brandon Tanev. I'm a big right. fan of his. I like it. 27 years old. Uh, I would be extremely happy if we made this signing. Tanev, I had his, uh, his stats brought up here a little while ago. Might have had about 30 points or so if I may just... Look him up here for a moment, but yes, Brandon Tanev filling out that fourth line can you slip up Thompson if you want to move center. I have Thompson playing center, indeed. Uh, Thompson at center, and I have uh, yeah, Tanev had 29 points last year. Um, Gergensen's on the fourth line last year at 18 points, so that's an immediate improvement right there. Uh, I strayed away from the whole Jack Roslovic nonsense and Jacob Truba because I just think. If you look at Roslovic's numbers, I mean, they're not going to trade Roslovic. They have no, Roslovic has no leverage at all. Everyone is super excited over a, a five-game stretch in December or something, rate right? a hat trick and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but that's that. And then the thirteenth forward, I have the new guy R two Rutsalainen, because uh, I I just don't think I thought they said when when they brought him on board that he's going to be on the team in some capacity or he's gonna he's gonna leave or something. I thought it was. Um, like go back to Finland. Am I am I misremembering I this? He has a clause in his contract mm-hmm. he, where I, he's if he's not on the main roster or something. Where if he's not on the main roster, he has. I think he might have to go back to Finland. I, I hmm. I'm not completely sure, hmm. but I think yeah, his team in Finland could give him permission to play in Rochester, though. But I think it's okay. like a prior commitment to stay in Finland, but he has like an out, something like that. Okay. Um, the defense, I have brought two new faces on board. All right. All right. On the first pairing, we have Rasmussen and his new partner signed four years at $5 million per year, Jake Gardner. Hmm. I would be happy with making a splash for Gardner. Uh, on the second pairing, I re signed Jake McCabe two years. Uh, or is our two or three years, three million per year? Uh, so Jake McCabe is back on the blue line with his partner Brandon Montour, and yeah. the third pairing. You ready for this? I have Lawrence Pilot making the full time move to the main roster with his new man, his new partner, signed to a one year, four and a half million dollar contract. Mark Mathot. I all right. Uh, and I mean, he's 30, 33. So I thought, eh, whatever, just bring him on for a year. See if he can still go or whatever. Uh, he's making only 400,000 less than he was in Dallas. So, uh, yes, Mark, my thought. And then the two extra guys, Scandella. And um, of course we, we all know that in real life. I'll see. I, you cut out for a second. Oh, uh, Scandella and Hunwick. Okay. Okay. And then goaltenders remain the same. It is Carter Hutton and Linus Allmark, but that is oh, and also, I bought out Zach Bogosian. All right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what do you think? <laughs> uh, I think my team is better. Okay. You know, I 
Fair enough. Of course, I spent. Uh, it was nine nine hundred at the end of this nine hundred and ten thousand dollars in cap space, but. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Say. Yeah, I see. I was still left with seven point eight million dollars, so we could spend even more. It's just the Sabers don't usually go crazy during free yeah. agency, so. I went more crazy with the trades rather than free agency. But All right, here we go. So my first line, I have Jack Eichel centering Victor Olafson, mm-hmm. and. Now, former Winnipeg Jets, mm. Nikolai Ehlers. Okay, you went for the splash there. I went for the splash. Ehlers, I think he. if they lose Skinner, they have to probably get two top six forwards, and Ehlers was one that I identified as a good option. Mm. I traded Alexander Nylander, mm. uh, the rights to Marcus Davidson, Jake McCabe, and the St. Louis Blues 2019 first-round pick to the Jets for Nikolai Ehlers and Matthew Perot. Okay. So I think you slot him with Eichel. Hopefully he gets into 30-goal form, and you watch the magic happen. Mm-hmm. We'll see. And I added Perot in the trade. He's got another year, two years left on his contract at $4.125 million. Uh, The Jets have to clear some cap room to sign the likes of Patrick Laine, Kyle Connor. They're also probably going to trade Jacob Trua too. So they, they need to clear the decks, and this clears about $10 million for them. And they got youngish defenseman and Jake McCabe. They got Nylander, who hopefully they can resurrect his career. Also, a first-round pick, which they don't have this year. They traded that for Kevin Hayes and also a decent prospect in Marcus Davidson. So hopefully that's interesting. Again, let us know what you think about these trades. Uh Second line, two new faces on this line. Sam Reinhart centering the second line. Okay. On his wings, I signed Wayne Simmons to a one-year, $4.5 million contract. A little grit and jam. Absolutely. Hopefully he can, again, resurrect mm-hmm. his career. And I traded for Jason Zucker. Okay. Is the new second line left wing. And that trade... I dealt Erasmus Ristolainen, Tage Thompson, and the rights to RFA Zemgis Gergensen to the Minnesota Wild for Jason Zucker, a 2019 second-round pick, a 2020 second-round pick, Marcus Foligno, and Sam Anis, or Sam Anis, as some <laughs> would prefer. Oh, you can't do that to me. <laughs> so, again, the... I think the Minnesota Wild would go crazy for Ristolainen. I think they. I was listening to, excuse me, uh, Michael Russo of the Athletic, his podcast. In a trade for Jason Zucker, they prefer a right shot forward that is young. That is what Tage Thompson is. So I think they would be all over him. Gergensen's a youngish, bottom six guy, cheap. So I think. They could be interested in those three guys. Uh, the Sabres got two second-round picks, so that's nice. They can you they can draft with them. They could trade them for other assets. Sam Anis is a good Sam Anis is a good uh, American Hockey League forward. Rochester is losing a lot of guys to free agency, uh, graduating to the NHL, so they're going to need some guys. Felino again, people will probably make fun of this because Felino bring Felino back, but. Definitely a good fourth line forward. Wild clear a little bit of cap space too, and seems like they really want to trade Jason Zucker for some reason. So 
he would be a fantastic addition to this team. Okay, the third line, I have Casey Middlestat centering Connor Sherry and Matthew Perot. Uh, again, hopefully mm-hmm. Casey's wingers here are good enough for him to succeed and start producing points like we all hope he can. I still think he can, so there's the third line. And the fourth I like line, that line, it is Evan Rodriguez centering Kyle Oposo and Marcus Foligno. And I have one more trade at the forward ranks. The final trade here. Ryan Callahan and oh. Tampa Bay's first-round pick going to Buffalo for Casey Nelson and the rights to C.J. Smith. Okay. So you help Tampa clear a little bit of cap space, and you replenish that first-round pick that you lost in trading the 30 or 31st pick to the Jets in the Nikolai Ehlers trade. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's now, relatively low risk. And now on defense, Rasmus Deline and Brandon Montour, Lawrence Pilot and Zach Bogosian. Marco Scandella still on the team, uh, and his defense partner is Jordy Ben. I gave him a two-year contract, uh, $1.9 million cap hit. Okay. And... Goaltenders, Carter Hutton, Linus Allmark, and the scratches. I have Scott Wilson, Ryan Callahan, and Matt Hunwick. Okay. Yes, I I, I, Rochester. I sent uh, Scott Wilson to Rochester, regretfully. You love Scott Wilson. That must have I hurt. I do. I do, yes. I'll, 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 I'll send him to the Academy of Hockey. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, let us know whose team you think is better. What are, do you have any thoughts on the trades? Do you? Th- I I don't know if these are realistic trades, but these are trades that Buffalo has to explore. The uh, if anything, I just feel like maybe the Lightning trade, uh, maybe a first is a little too much. I just feel like it's out of place in that deal because it feels like a minor league deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you're sharing like, almost six million dollars for him, so they can. Stop. That's true. So that is. That's that's a good point, actually. Yeah, uh, so it's, yeah, uh, they could work. Yeah, I, I really like the the pro one too. Um, it's one of those big blockbusters that the Sabers have always gone for with the Jets. Ehlers is still he's got six years left on his contract too. So mm-hmm. obviously, yeah, just signed rounds, it. But and I I I think that Minnesota trade could happen. Bristolin and Thompson deal surrounding around Jason Zucker. Some draft picks, maybe. We'll see. I consider doing a Zucker trade, but I don't know. I wanted to explore other possible better options I think the Sabres could have still pulled off. And that, that led me to Kessel, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we move on to the next topic? Now, yeah, I guess. yeah, but thank you to uh, the listener who suggested that because that was, it was a fun little concept. Was, yeah. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. This should be interesting. So, yeah. uh, reports around the, around the Toronto Maple Leafs the last couple of weeks. Nikita Zaitsev has requested a trade. Mm-hmm. He has five years left on his contract at four and a half million dollars per, and he hasn't scored a goal in like over a year, I believe. <laughs> so that's there's that. Uh, Patrick Marlowe, his name is also being tossed in the rumor mill. Uh, I guess the LA Kings have shown interest as well as the Arizona Coyotes. And also Darren Dreger said on TSN radio, I believe last week that Mitch Marner could visit with other teams. Once the RFA 
window opens mm. and he could explore signing an offer sheet. Oh man. And did you see the flyers? They tweeted <laughs> out a, uh, information article about offer sheets. Really? Yes. Mm. I'm going to look, I'm going to look for it. Are they preparing for anyone, for any of their guys to be offer sheeted? I hope so. Who, who, let me bring this up. Cause I got me in Sandheim. Okay. Sandheim is a player that we sing the praises of every week on this show. And connect bring on Travis connect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Before teams give out offer sheets to RFAs, here's everything you need to know regarding the NHL's hot button topic this offseason. Meltzer is four one one. The offer sheet. They're either send a message or they're they're just looking for offseason content. Yeah, they're like, hey, we got some good RFAs. Mm-hmm. We just signed Kevin Hayes. We're gonna yep. sign Kevin Hayes, so we're gonna be tight. So uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know. Prepare. I think mm-hmm. there's gonna be at least one offer sheet this this summer. I hope, and I hope it's Mitch Marner. I, I cannot wait for that Bob McKenzie tweet to come in saying that Mitch Marner has been offered an, a, a sheet. <laughs> he has signed an offer. And remember, uh, people, I think people uh, lose sight of this. The, uh, the the player has to agree to sign the offer sheet. It's not just like, okay, we're going to mm-hmm. offer sheet this guy. You have to mm-hmm. negotiate a contract with him. And hypothetically here, Mitch Marner has to sign a contract with Team X, uh, mm-hmm. Ottawa. Ottawa offer sheets Mitch Marner. They got to give up four first-round picks. He has to be like, okay, I want to go to Ottawa. Now Toronto has to either match the offer sheet or let him walk, let him leave out Toronto, and then they get the compensation. So, Could you imagine a team like Montreal swooping maybe? in? It seems like <laughs> I, I heard a rumor that Eric Carlson might want to go to Montreal. That's right. Yeah, Carlson. The number one thing, if I may just divert from this for a second, that I want, that I will I will pump my fist in the air if it happens this offseason, Eric Carlson back to, see, back to Ottawa. That would just be all rights, all wrongs in the world. I heard on the 31 Thoughts podcast that Jason Spezza might return to Ottawa as well. Yeah, going to get in the gang, uh, get in the gang back together. Bring the band back together. They'll sign Duchesne. They'll bring mm-hmm. everyone back. And yep. then they'll be back in the... They'll make the finals next year. We'll see. Yep. Mm-hmm. Big story. That yeah. I think Ottawa, I think they're not going to be horrible next year. That's my bold prediction. How will they bring back Mark Mathot? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, you know what? Speaking of Senators, what about Mike Hoffman for Buffalo? Mm. Yeah, I'd like that. I Because I saw my time hop this morning. A year ago today, I said... I need Mike Hoffman and Buffalo more than I need air and chicken wings. <laughs> and of course that was before <laughs> the, <laughs> the drama came out about how his wife is a girlfriend is a scumbag and whatnot, mm-hmm. but you know, right. you get the point. Oh, uh, yes. but yeah, back on track, the Toronto Maple Leafs, nobody mm-hmm. should help the, this team. Nobody should help them. Mm-mm. Do not trade for Nikita. I guess there's a lot of interest in Nikita Zaitsev. Maybe though, asset for him. by forcing them to give up a great asset with a uh, cap with a with a contract that they have to clear, you're screwing them that way and also benefiting your own team. True. Like, I mean, Patrick Marlowe, you remember Brooks Orpik? He was traded from yeah. Washington last year to Colorado. Mm-hmm. They sweetened the pot with uh, Philip Grubauer. Mm-hmm. And oh, there's beeping going down. down. Oh. Okay, that's nice. Okay. Okay, it stops. Nice. Uh, anyways, yeah, Grubauer, he went to Colorado. 
as the incentive for them to take on Brooks Orpic. Colorado bought out Brooks Orpic, mm-hmm. and then Orpic went back to uh, Washington. So I think that is possible. I think a team like Arizona, they could take on uh, Patrick Marlowe, for example, buy him out, and then Marlowe can go back to Toronto on like a $1 million contract. Still gets his money, and he gets to stay in Toronto. At the same time, though, I think if he were to go to a team like Arizona, he could be a great help and might actually be of service for a year for and Arizona. Close to San Jose. Obviously, Correct. San Jose doesn't have the cap room to sign Marlowe or to trade for Marlowe, even if Toronto, Toronto doesn't want to retain salary in any of these trades, too. That's what I heard. Uh, so it's going to be tough. But mm-hmm. if they do somehow manage to get Marlowe and Zaitsev off the books, that is a, a little over $10 million. So they would be able to sign Mitch Marner mm-hmm. and probably keep one of Kapanen and Johnson as well. And I guess they do want to keep Jake Gardner too. I heard that on the 31 Thoughts podcast as well. So there's no possible way they're going to be able to keep all these guys. There's going to be some kind of change in Toronto. No. And how how do they get better? They next can't. Year? They can't. Right. Well, on paper at least. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't see it. They're going to lose. They're going to lose some guys. Maybe they will be able to keep Marner if they are able to clear some cap room. But it's going to be tough. You're probably going to lose Kapanen or Janssen, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Kapanen's getting a lot of interest in a trade. Also, Kadri's uh, mm. getting a lot of interest on the trade market as well. I wonder if they move him. but We're going to start seeing paparazzi know. photos. of If they, if they trade Kadri, who's playing third and fourth line center? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Be really- well, we're going to start seeing Kyle Dubas's hair turn gray, I think. Because what a – I do not envy that man right now. Uh, did you hear that Taylor Hall doesn't want to sign an extension in New Jersey right now? I did, and I don't blame him. I think I think he's bound to leave. I think that's one guy that that will head out of there. It sounds like it's just like I don't want to sign a deal right now. But this mm-hmm. the same kind of scenario when uh, Panarin last mm-hmm. year, when right. was, he wasn't ready to sign a contract extension right away, and then right he sh- he was the one who shut it down at training camp, right? Yes. Yeah. So maybe Taylor Hall is on the move. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I think if Skinner walks, go get Taylor Hall. What does it cost? Oh, uh, what does it cost? Well, he's a former MVP. But he is going to be a free agent. What do you give up for one year Taylor Hall in the worst case scenario? That's one thing. If if it's that, if you got a trade, uh, I'm willing just to take the risk. Rather, I'd rather not get him. And risk going you to free agency. You know what I mean? The 2020 Buffalo Sabres first round pick. Mm. Oh, God. Uh, see, it's all, I don't know, because I, I don't want to base it off past results. You know, like. It's Taylor Hall, though. It's Taylor Hall. You're right. Um, this is tough. You know what? If Hall and Eichel will be a devastating an extension with Taylor Hall, I would trade the 2020 first round pick in a heartbeat. Plus for some. one year, if they can negotiate an extension, I would, I'd have to have I a sign and trade involved. There. I don't think that Buffalo is going to be good next year. I know it's that just might like be hard to 
hard to stomach that, but I do, especially if Skinner walks, I don't think they're going to be able to pull off trades to replenish the top six forward help here in one off season. I think we might be talking about Alexi Lafreniere next year. If Jeff Skinner walks, why would he leave New Jersey for Buffalo though? Uh, it's practically true. the same situation. Well, they, have, they have Jack Hughes. They have Nico Heischer. True. Uh, besides, so that, you think Hughes is going first? Yes, I I do think Jack Hughes will be first overall. Yes, easily. Uh, Not easily, but I think that's gonna happen. I just okay, and we do have the whereas he is there, Jack Eichel. We have he a is Jack, there, Jack Eichel. They have Nico Heischer. They have a. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have an insane one-two punch at center. It's gonna be mm-hmm. fantastic for them. Uh. Besides that, though, it's not fantastic. Their defense isn't that great. Goaltending is a severe question mark. Mm-hmm. I th- I think I'd go to Buffalo over New Jersey. I'm not biased in that sense. You got Deline, you got Eichel, other young, young talented players like Reinhardt, Middlestat. There's guys here. Buffalo's got guys. They just need to... Uh, fill in the gaps, I guess. Mm-hmm. And hopefully Taylor Hall puts them over the top. Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot of talent surrounded by uh, nothing. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. What what else would it take? What what would you give up for a rental Taylor Hall? Oh, God. Just like similar to the Skinner trade. I hate giving up draft picks. That's why... That's why it's so hard for me to do these hypotheticals because I just I don't like trading draft picks. Um, I wish we could just draft better, uh, but I mean it would have to be a first round pick of some sort, no doubt. But they can't um, trade Taylor Hall for a first round pick. But then what else do we have to give them? It would Casey, have to be it would have, Casey Middlestat would have to be in there. Uh, Neiland or Tom, it'd have to be at least one of them. One of those mm-hmm. three. Yep. Ristolainen? If he's still here. If he's um, still here. Possibly. I don't know. I just feel like this isn't realistic. I think New Jersey's going to try their best to keep him. But I feel like that's also a lot, too, from what we've seen recently with these uh, big-name I mean, guys. Like... for Adam Larson, so <laughs> maybe right. Ristolainen's not that far off. Mm-hmm. He was almost traded for Ristolainen. We know that. Yeah, he well, they could have traded <laughs> Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Timmy, Timmy, please. Oh, yeah. Yeah. all right. Uh, do you want to talk about the, the playoffs? Yes. Yes. Uh, I, I guess I, the last playoff game I watched was uh, maybe in the first round, maybe in the second round. So okay. I, I've tuned out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a little uh, Stanley Cup state, I guess you could say. What a tough series this has been. Just very very physical it's nasty it's it's a it's a brutal series um as as we sit here recording this it's still one nothing st louis but i think i could see possibly two hearings coming out of this game for st louis uh of course one for barbashev earlier and then zach sanford had a little bit i think it might have been a little bit of embellishment by tory krug here but uh we'll see how that plays out but it's been one of the most entertaining cup finals in recent years. Last year was great. Of course. I mean, they only get better every year, but, uh, um, the, the one thing that stood out to me is just how brutal it's been. These guys are knocking the daylights out of each other. There's been 
numerous huge hits just in, in this one game alone. Of course, we had the, the Krug hit with no helmet. That was the most memorable moment of the series. Of course, it just led to more Bobby Orr mentions uh, about his goal because flying through the air against St. Louis Blue. Um, but no, it's been an extremely entertaining series. And here's one thing. Okay, uh, we everyone keeps saying stuff about uh, this is the Blues' first Stanley Cup final appearance in how many years? Uh, A very long time. Fifth or 49 years, 50 years, whatever, 50 seasons uh, since 69-70. And what the funny thing is there, I am counting it as their first appearance because I there might be people out there who know Yeah, this. wasn't there uh... – they had like they uh, something with the divisions where they yes. had like an extremely easy path with the first expansion. All yeah, it had the, to be an expansion team versus yes. an original six team. Yeah, the so they were the six, best of the expansion teams. Yeah, yeah, the first six expansion teams um, were all in the same conference together, and the Blues just happened to be the best of those guys. And they're they're zero and twelve in Cup final games. They got swept three years in a row. I think twice by the Canadians. And once by the Bruins, but uh, that's one thing. I don't know if many people know that, but Probably really, not. I mean, the Blues have never been to a cup final. Uh, if you're having a hard time getting into this series, uh, just imagine, like, imagine being imagine being a Sabres fan. It's, it's pretty much us, except the Blues have been suffering longer, I guess you could say. Um, I mean, to, to have a 25-year a playoff streak as well uh, mixed into this 49-year drought, and to never have reached the cup um, and finally doing it this time. Just um, if you're looking for a reason to get into this series, just think of that excitement and try and envision yourself as being a St. Louis fan and just kind of trying to relate that to what we've experienced as Sabres fans. Cause it's, it's largely the same thing. I think that they've uh, just think about that. They've never even been to a cup. This is their first one in 50 years. That's absurd. Like that has to be the longest drought of any of the expansion teams. I am not counting there since '67. That's true, but they weren't. Um, I guess, but they had been to cups. I guess this this has to be like the <clears throat> longest drought of teams who had never been to a cup. You know, and like, St. Louis has been for the most part very good. Yes, in franchise's history. Like I said, they had a they, had they a, always make the playoffs. Their play the, the playoff record that the Red Wings broke was the Blues record yeah. for consecutive playoff appearances. Um, if I may just bring up the Blues um, history here, uh, they've only missed the I playoffs mean, like nine times, something like that. Yeah, they've been they've always been good. Uh, I mean, the Sabers like that for yeah a long before while too. before this little uh, suffering began. Buffalo always made the playoffs. Always the Blues missed the playoffs nine times in their existence. Yeah, they're to not win the. 40 has uh, how many eight straight years yeah yeah to not win the cup in 40 attempts is just i i can't put it into words i don't know how many sabers they were in last place in january too oh god (laughs) i if i have to hear that one more time if nbc can't think of another narrative except for this team was in last place I, i you know what i'm doing it right now i'm switching over to standard definition cbc Hold on, this is coming into my mind right now. Now, yes. if you fast, if you uh, take it back a little bit, mm. the year before, yeah, last year, 
-hmm. not this season, last season. Mm -hmm. St. Louis was in first place in the National Hockey League Mm -hmm. uh, in December, I believe. Might have been January, something like that. Mm -hmm. It it crossed paths when the Sabres were in first place, so probably late November, early December. So the Mm -hmm. Blues were in first place in the NHL. (gasps) That's right. And they missed the playoffs. Oh, my Lord. It wasn't as extreme as Buffalo last year. Okay, this year, whatever. Well, there you go, folks. The Sabres are going to the Cup next year. Oh. We're going to start off bad. Uh, what if this is a little bit of a mirrored image? Mm-hmm. You're already here, folks. You're here, you're here to hear first. And then they turn it around. Because in that case, it's exactly the same. Yeah. Both teams were in first place, missed the playoffs. And then turn it around. So we'll, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Put on your tinfoil hats. Uh, you want to talk about a, a Kim Pagula photo? Yeah. So today, Kim Pagula posted a uh, tweet, uh, something about we're so thankful to have Ralph Kruger here, yada, yada. And I, I instruct everybody who's listening to this to go to Kim Pagula's. Uh, Twitter page, as I am right now, I'm looking this up just to give an analysis of this photo here. The tweet reads, looking forward to the 50th season with Coach leading the way. Thank you the Buffalo Sabres fans for making him feel welcomed. And it is Kim and Mr. Terry Pagula with Ralph Kruger between them, posing in front of a, a wall with a Sabres logo on it. But that backdrop is a very royal blue that is distinctively royal blue. And it looks like there is a glove to the right of Terry's um, shoulder and it, it's yellow. It's like, it's, it's, it's the, the royal blue shade of yellow. If you get what I'm saying. Yes, and then to yeah. the left of Kim is a vintage style blocker, like the waffle looking one with the white dots yeah, and whatnot. Right now. Yeah. We know this regime has, hinted at us before with hey jersey you know what if this is their uh their first inkling because there's no gray in that logo behind them that's like 3d white that is yeah, straight up white yes, it is it's all white no gray right and i don't think i mean unless he had a huge uh a massive uh what is it led light like the avalanche have in their building beating down on a navy blue uh poster then maybe that'll explain it, but I mean, I don't think we have that kind of lighting in the key bank. Where center. is this? Do you? Do we? Know I don't know. I'm trying taking? to look. It looks like a circle, doesn't it? If yes. you look down in the bottom right corner, that looks like a gray floor behind it. Uh-huh. Uh, look at this. We're, uh, what? Like, what is that down? It's not in the atrium. It doesn't look like it would be in the atrium. No. It's probably in an office in the arena somewhere. Right. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Maybe. Maybe they're dropping a little hint to us, but could be because uh, that is distinct right there. That you know that 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 is that is royal blue behind them. It is royal blue. That is royal sure. blue. Okay, I want to pose this question: mm-hmm. What re- fan reaction would be more extreme mm-hmm. if oh. they come out next week and are like? Mm-hmm. The Buffalo Sabres will be wearing navy blue for the foreseeable future. Mm. Long term, like we're talking mm-hmm. long term, navy is Buffalo Sabres. Mm-hmm. Or 
if Bob McKenzie tweets tomorrow, Jeff Skinner will be testing for agency. Which fan reaction would be more extreme? Oh, you're going to put me through this now? Mm. I think um, I'm going to go with Skinner leaving. Skinner leaving. Because, I mean, still, more people are talking about Skinner right now than they are the jerseys anyway. I really think that if they announced that they're wearing navy blue, mm-hmm. for like they're not going to switch to royal blue for the foreseeable future, mm-hmm. I think the fan reaction would be like more aggressive towards that. Well, what about this? What if... Because if it's not... it that you you see it's Skinner's decision to walk mm-hmm. Buffalo is offering him a very lucrative contract and he's just not taking it mm-hmm. and he's probably going to be leaving money on the table go- to go somewhere else most likely at least so I think it it's the organization's decision not to switch to Royal Blue in this case so do you kind of understand when I'm, when I'm going yeah. through there yeah 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 so I I, don't know, I think the fan reaction would be more severe towards wearing navy blue for a very long time. Now, what if they have a press conference saying why Jeff Skinner is leaving and Jason Bottrell speaks to the media in the new royal blue alternate jersey? <laughs> the GM wearing ease, the new jersey. Will that ease the tensions? Oh, that will would that be a, a brilliant idea, though. Mm-hmm. I th- if, if I am... Uh, Chris Bandura in the PR department. Mm-hmm. The day that word gets out that the Buffalo Sabers will not be, or Skinner will not be a Buffalo Saber next year. Mm-hmm. I, I am revealing the new jersey. Mm-hmm. I am putting out that press release with royal blue font. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> this is a very somber. Podcast. I it I feel like we are I feel like we are uh we've given up hope on Jeff Skinner, but I think he I think he's gonna sign. I th- I, well, I, I mean, I is there reason for us to think he's gonna, you know I mean, uh, other than he's currently under or other than he's currently on the team, what makes us think he's coming back? True. It is Buffalo. It is Buffalo. Let's not Mm -hmm. forget. Right. Uh, In the Ralph Kruger uh, video that was released yesterday, him walking Mm -hmm. around the arena, meeting the blue-collar workers in the arena Mm -hmm. and whatnot, Mm -hmm. uh, he went down to the training facility, and two vets were, two Buffalo Sabres veterans were working out. Uh, One, Kyle Oposo, a thinner-looking Kyle Oposo, and Jason Pominville. So mm-hmm. does this mean anything? Probably not, but interesting that Jason Pominville is still in town despite uh, his contract status. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Pominville probably has lifetime access to the team's facilities. Probably, yes. <laughs> uh, I wonder if they bring him back. Do you think they will bring him back? Um, Certainly if he... Play. He can still play, but will he want to go somewhere else? I Probably think if not. Pominville wants to come back, he will be back. But does he fit with the team? Like, you have to improve. And I think they can 
improve on Jason Pominville. I think he'd take a hometown discount, though, to be here. You'd have to. It'd have to be like a million dollars. I don't think he's the type to chase a cup. I don't think it's... Um, he doesn't strike He deserves me. it, though. Pominville deserves a cup. But, like, right. I remember... I was I was in the arena for that Ottawa game at the end of the year. It seemed like he was like, okay, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Went to center ice, lifted his stick in the air. If that wasn't okay, this is my final send-off. Mm-hmm. I don't know what is. Yeah, that was a perfect send off for Jason Pominville. I think call it a career, unless it's one of those deals where he comes back for five games, says, "You know what, my body's not up to it anymore," and calls and it a day there. Could be. I think his body is up to it, though. I think mm-hmm. leave on your own terms. Mm-hmm. Leave on your own terms, right? Maybe. And I mean, we said this numerous times last year, but I mean, he was the furthest thing from a problem. Yeah, during last season. Again, it, just like the season before, he was mm-hmm. good for a good chunk of the season and mm-hmm. for the most part invisible. But mm-hmm. again, the team he's wasn't still good. one of the smartest players on the ice. Um, I mean, he's if, if we're talking serviceable players, he still has to be at the higher end of serviceable when you had a guy like, you know, let's say a, a Derek McKenzie. He can play I'm up and down of, the lineup. He can play up and down the lineup. Yeah, yeah. But like a guy like who would de- be deemed a serviceable player like Derek McKenzie, who's retired now, but, you know, somehow he found a way into the lineup, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Derek McKenzie is a coach of Florida now. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Yeah. I hope okay. a guy like, uh, what about a guy like Matt Hendricks? I hope he gets like an assistant coach job with the Jets or something. I mean, he probably will. He seems like the perfect mm-hmm. kind of guy to transition into uh, coaching at the next mm-hmm. level. Uh, Steve Ott is a guy who is getting a lot of hype recently about being a potential head coach mm-hmm. someday. So in seven years, when Buffalo needs another coach, <laughs> two coaches from now, Steve Ott will for sure be a candidate, I'm sure. Uh, before we get into listener questions, uh, some news about the Seattle expansion franchise. Mm-hmm. They will be announcing their official team color shortly. And uh, Roger Dickland, he I, I don't <laughs> know who this person is. Oh, a retired NHL scout for the Carolina Hurricanes, an oh. uh, OHL uh, media person, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was told light teal, cream, red, and white will be their colors of choice. That's right. Uh, with a jersey logo to follow. So, and somebody uh, replied with a picture of a toothbrush with Aquafresh toothpaste on top of it. So maybe that is what their color scheme is going to look like: red, white, and blue. A teal, light teal. Okay. I'm looking. I was up expecting Seattle red. colors. I was expecting Seattle colors, the the green and the navyish blue, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I, I, something different. I think that's going to look nice. A teal, another teal jersey to join the San Jose Sharks. Uh, red, another red jersey and white. So I, I think that combination looks, will probably look okay. I just, I hope, I hope that they don't screw it up because the Vegas Golden Knights, jerseys are marvelous yes the golden knights have an identity that they never ever have to change it's perfect yeah it's a it's a it's a a beautiful look i beautiful logo too and i think yeah that their 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 branding is part of what makes them who they are um in more than just you know the 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 obvious ways of this is 
and whatnot. But people recognize that look now. Um, I mean, hell, they made a Stanley Cup already in it. I've, all their great memories in their two seasons are, I mean, you, I don't think you can turn your back on that jersey for them or that uniform. Seattle has to knock this out of the park with that region, just the diverse uh, uh, landscape elements that they have there, you know, mountains, uh, the climate, rain, uh, you know. You think of Seattle, you think grays, you think green, you think brown maybe. Um they can't, they can't screw this up. They, they, they better not, or I will hate them. Uh, after hearing the colors, what the colors are rumored to be, mm-hmm. do you have an early prediction on the name? I think this screams the Seattle sockeyes. I think a sockeye is a fish, and these are fish colors: teal and mm-hmm. uh, light red. It is very like more of a salmon, a salmon color. You know what? Have you have you Googled sockeye at all? Uh, no, I have not. Look at the color. Look at its color. All right, I will do that right now. If you, if you want to, and listeners, if you want to look sockeye at this. Sockeye is a salmon. It is a salmon. A oh, sockeye. Vi- vi- I think we it's can red. confirm this right now. It's red. Yes, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to be the Seattle sockeyes. Mm-hmm. It's red and bluish. Mm-hmm. Sockeyes are terrifying looking. Oh my god! They, yeah, that that is a great logo potential right there. What? I have a folder of photos in my phone. Um, it's like concept slash logo ideas, and it's just like pictures of wildlife that inspires me. I have a picture of um, like a gal or something, um, some kind of bird. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. W- with uh, teal and red and white being the colors, uh, immediately sockeyes come to mind for me. I don't know about you, but mm-hmm. I think sockeye is going to be the. After seeing that photo, yeah, I guess. Uh, I don't know that that it doesn't ring many many bells to me necessarily. Those colors, just because it's uh, no pro sports team has that color scheme, as far as I know. I think. Uh, a light red jersey and teal accents plus cream would look very, very nice. Mm-hmm. That could look very good. Yeah, they got to knock a, this a, out. A cream part. white, but whatever a cream, cream I don't red. know. Was did, did yeah, it's did cream, cream red? Cream red. White. Yeah. Okay. What is cream red? We need to we need to get to the bottom of this. Well, I just went to uh, sportslogos.net. Uh, and apparently the Houston Rockets unveiled the new uniform, new uh, logo today. So there's that. Uh, should we get into questions now? Yeah. Why not? Uh, lots of questions. Uh, I have not gone through these yet. Uh, first one, well, a free agency question will ask, who should the Sabres go after in free agency? Uh, you mentioned Ryan Zingle as an option. Mm-hmm. I thought Jordy Ben. Uh, I'm a big fan of Jake Gardner as well. Wayne Simmons. Uh, I'm of the opinion that maybe go after a guy who had a down year last year, who has always been a good player, but just had a down year. Wayne Simmons, Derek Broussard. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for centered up, you can get Broussard on a one-year deal, cheapish contract. If he comes back to form, perfect. Uh, you got a second line center in that case. And Wayne Simmons had a down year, uh, getting older, but if you get him on a one-year deal, good. Maybe you can resurrect his career. Uh, other options, I don't mind Ryan Dezingle, especially if 
they lose Jeff Skinner. He's still he's around the same age as Skinner too, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could be, I think Anton Strahlman would be a nice add, a right shot defenseman, Swedish playing with Deline, uh, defensively sound. That would be okay too. Also, uh, there's there's some half decent goalies available too if they want to shake that up as well, like Varlamov. Uh, I don't know if they want to go after Mike Smith or anything, but there are a couple decent options. Uh, next one. Uh, we have given our thoughts on the new coach. Mm-hmm. Do you think $9 million is too much for Jeff Skinner? From Josh? No. Yeah, I don't think it's too much, but paying Jeff Skinner $9 million, it makes the team reek of desperation, in my opinion, at least. Mm-hmm. $9 million is a lot. It is a lot of money, but... Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's like grossly overpaying. Mm-hmm. Get the deal done. You got to keep good players. And if you're overpaying a little bit, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. We're going to have to wrap up soon. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting a little really, sniffly too. I'm in really sniffly. Uh, th- uh, ben asked, thoughts on Arthur Kaliev? Do you think his game will transition well to the NHL despite uh, work ethic concerns? Uh, Arthur Kaliev. I think, uh, well, it came out, uh, Chad DeBenesis, in his Combine article, the Sabres didn't talk to him. Now, that could be, talk to interview him at the Combine, that is. That could be because uh, they don't expect him to be available with the second first-round pick, or they are just completely turned off uh, to him as a prospect. Mm. I am going to guess it is uh, they don't like him. So I think maybe just forget about Arthur Kaliev, but I like him. He's a good, good goal scorer. I see the concerns, but if he's available with a 30 or 31st pick, you take that upside and potential for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I don't think they would pick him if he's available. Uh, um, Michael Furlan and Brandon Tanov as free agent possibilities. They would add some physicality to the lineup that comes from Chad. Uh, I don't know about Michael Furland. I like Brandon Tanov as an option, but I don't know about Michael Furland. What about you? Um, I briefly considered him putting him on my team in our little um, segment that we did with uh, Project Nexus team. Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I think he had 41 points this year. Um, it wouldn't be horrible. Uh, next question comes from Nate. Who is the most NHL-ready prospect in this year's draft that might be available with the seventh overall pick? Uh, good question. I think that would either be Kirby Doc or Dylan Cousins. Uh, Cousins, I believe, believes he could play. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. of course, Doc probably believes he can play as well. I think that both could probably step into the NHL and play right away. Do they stay after nine games? That remains to be seen. But again, I think Buffalo fans, you need to uh, come to terms with picking guys from the CHL, WHL, OHL. Uh, there's no Quebec League players that would be even an option at seven, but uh, those two guys are probably the most NHL ready out of the bunch. Uh, we'll do a couple more because I am currently dying here. Uh, <laughs> these are all Jeff Skinner questions. Oh, was the Kadri trade fake news? That comes from Liam. Of course, Sean Avery the other day yeah. he said that his sources told him that 
Jacob Trubro is going to Toronto for Nazem Kadri. That is obviously not happening. Uh, why one, anyone would believe Sean Avery? Sean Avery is just beyond me. Always been a goof. Hmm. Uh, I don't know why Jack Eichel deleted his Instagram pics, and I don't <laughs> think it is. Don't read into that. He's not leaving. Uh, our friend Bill, yes. Why can't we have nice things? Because it's uh, Buffalo, man. Yeah, it's I Buffalo. <laughs> uh, Nate, he asked, do you think Sam Reinhart can play center? Yes, absolutely. Put Sam Reinhart back at center. Why not? What do you have to lose? Mm-hmm. He was put in a horrible position when he was playing center. Zemgis Gergensons, uh, Benoit Pouliot, Seth Griffith, Matt Molson. These were his wingers. Uh, I don't even think Jack Eichel could produce with those wingers. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. He, he was put in a bad position. Get Sam Reinhardt some wingers and watch the magic happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle, he asked, Joe and Luke each give their top three prospects in the system right now. Oh. Okay. Okay. I I'll go first. Uh, yeah. We are not going to count the first round picks this year, of course. Mm-hmm. So, are we considering Tage Thompson a prospect? I am not. Okay. So, yeah, because he played pretty much most of the season in the NHL, so we'll mm-hmm. exclude him. Number one. Okay, I'm going to go. Lawrence Pilot's not a prospect either. He's too old to be a prospect. Mm-hmm. Number one, I'm going to go Victor Olafson. Okay. Uh, number two, okay. I am going to say Alex Nylander. Okay. And number three, I'm going to go with Matthias Samuelson. All right. Uh, number or one. Or Marcus Davidson, a tie. Number one, I'm going with Uko Pekalukinen. Oh, I forgot about um, Uko Pekalukinen. He's number one. Push everyone I think down. He, he's he's got to be in about him. Sorry. Oh, push everyone down. Push everyone um, down. Two... Alex Nylander has to be in the top three. I feel like uh, you can't really discount him. Um, and fifth, mm, uh, you know what? I'm hearing a lot about this Jacob Bryson kid. All right, yeah, can't go wrong with Jacob Bryson. There. I'm gonna go with him. I think he might be. Uh, I think he's a more exciting prospect than Matias Samuelson. He is. He is for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I like Samuelson. Samuelson. Samuelson has the age. Do you see the the? The video I retweeted yesterday of his big hit. No. Oh man, hold on. Was it Samuelson? Yes. I'll. I'll. Uh, That's yeah. what I'm looking forward to. I'll send it to you. He's a big guy. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. I don't love him as a prospect. Uh, if you've mm-hmm. been listening for a while, you will know that. But I think he's going to be in the NHL probably in mm-hmm. a couple years. Uh, I'll, I'm going to send this video to you quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. Watch it. All right. He, and mind you, he's a freshman. He is a freshman, <laughs> and he probably bodied some twenty-two-year-old man. All right. Did you did you receive the? Yes, the I'm opening it now. All right. I want to. Let's Ooh, get he threw him. Oh yeah. My goodness, he is a big kid. He is a big boy. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Last question. We're we're gonna end up here. Uh. Ike 96. Mm-hmm. How do you order Trevor Zegers, Cole Caulfield, Dylan Cousins, and Kirby Duck 
are all realistic are all of them realistic for Buffalo at the seventh pick. So if I had to rank these, I would go Caulfield, Zegris, Cousins, then Doc. Uh I think all of them are definite I think they will probably have uh three of these guys will probably be on the board when Buffalo is up at seven. Mm-hmm. And I think they, well, I know they interviewed Trevor Zegers twice, and I think they even took him out to dinner, or maybe oh. that was Alex Turcott, but Zegers would probably, I think Zegers would probably be their pick if he's available. Mm-hmm. Depending on who else is available, too. Who knows, though? Honestly, I probably would have went in the same order. Um, Coffee, Zegers, Cousins, Doc. Yes, if anything, it's all extremely close. If anything, and maybe it's hard. It's hard to, I, I, especially with me evaluating these prospects over the season, it's hard to kind of stack up the NTDP guys versus the uh, CHL kids because mm-hmm. the strength of competition is just completely different. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's tough, but I'm a big Trevor Zegers guy. Cole Caulfield's fantastic. I love him too, but yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, can you take us out of here? Because I can't talk anymore. Yes. Uh, folks, thank you for listening, of course, as always, for this 39th episode of the season. Um, we'll be back to you, uh, I don't know, maybe weeks. That's looking like the, the schedule. Um, we're a little busy just with everything else going on. Um, follow us on Twitter, of course. Follow Joe. That is Joe TCB NHL. Yes. Right? Okay, yeah. And then I am... Uh, Luke TCB. That's L V K E TCB. Um, thank you. Of course, everybody for listening, uh, spread the word about the show. And, uh, hopefully next time we come to you, we will be able to talk about the newly re-signed Jeff Skinner. Yes. If Jeff Skinner signs, we are going to do a podcast the mm-hmm. day of we'll find, we'll make it work. Mm-hmm. Our most right. listened to episode mm-hmm. was when they traded for Jeff Skinner. So, you know what? Whenever there's like news brewing underneath us, uh, it always breaks during the podcast. I'm surprised nothing came out uh, during this one. The O'Reilly trade happened when we were recording. O'Reilly happened. Um, yes, O'Reilly happened. Uh, and that was a thing. Right when we finished last pod, the podcast before last, uh, Ralph Kruger, his name was mentioned as a mm-hmm. potential candidate for the Sabres job. So. Mm-hmm. So right when we click stop, something's going to happen. And then mm-hmm. if it does happen, we're going to bring a bonus episode out to everyone. Mm-hmm. Yep. The world revolves around this show. One, at least Sabres. Yeah. All right, everybody. Once more, thank you. And we will see you in the next one.